Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. We have been taught so much about time management, but what about our energies? Energy management is an excellent concept in comparison to its sister concept of time management. It is newer, but extremely effective. Consider this. Do you find yourself to be a morning person or a night owl? And these are important questions. You might know your tendencies, and we will dive into these deeper. Technically, your energy is created by your thoughts. Even if you're a morning person, you've gathered evidence from your previous thoughts that morning time is a more productive time for you. And the result you create is where morning time becomes your most productive time. CTFAR, circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. Circumstance in this case is the morning time. Thought, I am a morning person. Feeling, energized, dedicated. Action, act like a morning person. Result, I become a morning person. (laughs) That was a really early dose of this life-changing formula that I use at Islamic Life Coach School. But in all honesty, we create every identity And now, I want you to go a little deeper into how we can use energy management compared to time management and how we can create these identities and how to use this concept to our advantage. You can create more energy with your mind. It can come in the form of excitement, determination, dedication, or many other emotions. Having energy doesn't mean that you're always wired, always hyper, always doing things, trying to accomplish and working. It can mean that your emotions lead to your actions and you can create the exact amount of energy you need for that task that's right in front of you. For me, when I think about working out, it is a huge amount of energy to overcome. My brain makes it look like such a big task to accomplish. But when I break it down in steps, like making my protein smoothie, getting my gym bag ready, driving to the gym after dropping the kids off to school, Every small step takes a small, sustained amount of energy. So one trick is to create the energy for just the very next step that is needed. That is a small amount of energy, compared to the energy that it requires for the entire task to complete. This hot topic of energy management is popular, but most resources out there have you manage your energy like you have an allocated amount, and you have to manage it like a budget. But I say, treat it as an art, because energy is created, And you can create it on the spot, depending on how masterful you are with mind management. Energy management has helped me a lot in achieving my peak performance. There are some hard and fast rules that are scientifically proven, but the rest of it, which is the majority of it, is just art. Facts around energy management have to do with the physical fuel that your body needs, like the type of diet you eat that will directly reflect how much fuel you have. You cannot be eating three bags of Cheetos and expect to have clean fuel. (laughs) Processed carbs will have you feel sluggish. Also, you cannot be awake for 36 hours in a row and expect to have the same level of clarity of mind as somebody who sleeps 8 hours every night. Quality of sleep absolutely affects how much fuel you will have. Another factor is exercise, being active. And of course, don't forget the spiritual fuel, prayers and remembrance of Allah. It is an absolute fuel for our soul, and as Muslims, we believe that. Besides these few hard and fast rules, diet, sleep, exercise, and soulful refueling, 
Energy management is more of an art than a science. The science happens to be true for everyone, and that has to do with fueling your body. But the art is where you have the upper hand, and that has to do with the energy you create. Become really good at the art of energy management, and this podcast will help you exactly how. I know from my personal experience, when I hang out with people that know how to manage their minds, how to take control of their emotions, and how to generate energy on demand, these people have such a different presence than people who are continually at the mercy of their circumstances. I mean, I love all humans, alhamdulillah, and this is not a judgment towards people who are just starting this journey of mind management. But this is more about fascination for me, because you can tell when somebody is acting like a victim of how much energy they have or they don't have, versus a person who creates that energy on demand while everyone else is dropping out of the race. For me personally, I've known for a long time that I'm an introvert, meaning I gather energy by being alone. So I also learned that I love being around people. I love making new friends. I love listening to other people's stories. I adore my friends. And I am totally fascinated by other human beings. How can this introversion and my fascination of other human beings go together, you might ask? At one hand, I'm saying that I love to be around people. And on the other hand, I'm saying that I recharge by being alone. So how do I ever reconcile the two? How do I manage my mind so that I can go for a whole day interacting with people without feeling drained of my energy? And this is where the art of energy management comes in. I know my limits. I was recently at a conference where I attended 8 hours of classes. It was a lot of human interaction all throughout the day. And at the end of that 8 hours, having learned so much stuff, I was totally out of fuel. I went up to the hotel room, I took a 20 minute nap and a 10 minute shower. And 30 minutes later, I was a new person. And my friend that I had left behind was still in the lobby mingling. She probably would not have even noticed me gone if I hadn't told her. This is because I work on the art of energy and fuel management. And I have made a lot of progress in the process. Your story might be different. You might be an extrovert and recharge by being around other people. But the art is still there for everyone to be created. So identify your tendencies. Are you energetic by being around people or by being alone? Are you more energetic in the morning or at night? Do you have more energy while parenting or while spending time with friends? All of this is up for grabs. All of this is to be explored. And this is something you're going to be mindful of moving forward if you don't know the answer already. Experimenting to audit for peak performance at optimal times without giving away the keys to your energy to an outside entity. That's what creating this art is all about. What I mean by this is whatever drains your energy is because you don't want to manage your mind around it. You don't want to do the heavy lifting that this challenge presents to you. I would much rather have you admit to yourself that you don't want to do mind management work and walk away than say that this project or this person is draining your energy. I would much rather have you admit to yourself that you don't want to solve this problem using your thinking versus saying that this person is draining your energy. They don't. No other person or problem can drain your energy, only if you give it that much power with your mind. If you are very energetic about starting a podcast or writing a book, there will be a time where you will not feel so energetic because you telling yourself podcast energizes you or the prospect of being a published author energizes you You are giving your power away to outside objects. 
you will find energy to do these things in the beginning, and then the initial energy will fizzle out and you will find it boring. Then you'll be confused. You loved it so much. Where did all that energy go? Podcast was not giving you energy. Your thoughts about the podcasts were. <laughs> that might or might not have been a true story. In my personal case, <laughs> the book doesn't give you energy. Your thoughts do. After a while of doing the same thing over and over again, if the energy seems to run out, that's because you have stopped generating it. Also, let's say the prospect of planning your time for the upcoming week drains you. But it also saves you time later. What drains your energy here is the thought that planning is boring. It takes too much time. It is not useful. All optional thoughts that will totally suck the energy right out. You will feel drained before you've even started planning your week. Versus if you see after planning how much time it actually saved you. Thinking about how much easier your life will become with planning. Or you're welcome to just borrow my thoughts and successes about planning and how it makes my life easier. If all of that is making you thrilled, then you have found the right energy and you are going to replicate it in your life. These types of thoughts will go a long way in creating energy where you thought you had none. Creative energy for me is highest in the morning. I create the best in the mornings like my podcasts and my webinars. And I consume the best in the evening, like courses, books, and information. That is the best use of my time and energy. For people who still don't believe me, imagine a time where you had a full day of work, you had a productive day with the family and at the gym, you hung out with friends, and everything was extremely energy consuming. At the end of the day, you are beat. You don't have energy to move another muscle. But all of a sudden, you hear the announcement that you are the winner of a family vacation in a drawing that you had entered last month. You had all but forgotten about it. But now you have five minutes to get on the phone call and claim your prize or it will be lost. Believe you me, you will jump right out of bed at the prospect of having won such a heavy prize. You would have magically found all of this energy that you thought was gone a minute ago. You will make that phone call to claim that prize. Now your thoughts are all about the excitement, about going away, about spending time with your family for free. If the energy was like a liquid in a tank that was consumed throughout your day, then where did you all of a sudden find that energy and enthusiasm? It's because you've created it with your thoughts, which is different than the fuel that your body needs, different than the fuel that your soul needs. If you thought that energy was just being drained out of you, you could have never jumped out of bed at the news of winning a prize. If energy was in a tank and you had finished the allocated amount in the tank, you could have not gotten out of bed, no matter how exciting the news was. Again, energy depends on your thoughts. Tweak your thoughts. Mind awareness is extremely important. <laughs> Use CTFAR to create mind awareness. And also, get ready to find extremely negative thoughts in the beginning because because in the beginning, it's like having to walk in a really messy house and having to clean it up. And that happens before you start to see any fruit of your efforts. If you're a morning person, that's because those thoughts are the ones you've nurtured most of your life. If you wanted, you could nurture thoughts that I'd like to stay awake at night. And the more you think like that, the more you will become a night owl. Each one of those habits, each one of those identities is based on repeated thoughts. 
if you find yourself to be more energetic at night, it's because you've cultivated those habits over years of thinking, feeling, and behaving a certain way. Being a night owl is not genetically programmed into you. If you tell yourself, I can never wake up early to do a task, that is what you will continue to create. Now, I'm not saying you have to wake up early to get things done. Remember, you don't have to do anything, but you might want to. There is emphasis in our religion about the blessings of early morning hours, and there is so much research data behind how important it is to have a good night's sleep and wake up early. You are welcome to internalize any of these suggestions at any point and to start experimenting with your previous thoughts. See how you can start to become a morning person. Only if you wanted to, of course. Someone trying to manage their energy like it's something instilled into them by an unknown force. They will look inside of them to look for that energy and they will always proceed based on how much energy they find in that moment. Without having created it deliberately, they will find that they don't have energy in the moment because our comfort-seeking brain is what is active in the moment. When you try and manage energy by looking inside of you, is it there yet? Where did it go? I had it a moment ago. You will not find it. In that moment, the lack of energy is being created by your lower brain default thoughts. Energy management is about creating discipline of when you want to create energy versus when you think you might or might not stumble upon it by accident. So if you were to go with the traditional definition of energy management, then it will always seem like that the peak performers are born, not made. You can make yourself into a peak performer if you wanted. And that's how other people have so much energy. If you start thinking of energy management the same way as time management, like you have six hours and you have that much energy, then there's really no difference between time and energy management. The art of energy management pays off the best when you have learned how to create energy at your will. Of course, people have natural tendencies. Of course, there are some people who will be more of a drain on your energy than others. But you always have to remember that all of that is coming from your thoughts. If you find one person to be more draining than other people, then find out why. Dig deeper into why that person has so much effect over you. Is it worth having allocated them so much power over you? And of course, you can work to take that control back by managing your mind. Why do you want to give that person so much authority to drain your energy? Same is true if there are some office meetings that are more energy draining than others. Why is that? How can you make it fun? Does anything need to change in you to make it fun? How can you show up differently so that it doesn't drain your energy? Most literature out there on energy management gives you tasks that you perform. Align your day with the highest amount of energy, it says. But that again remains a passive approach. And there's a need of kind of an education because it's almost like primary school. At some point, you have to get higher education. <laughs> so do the tasks in the morning if you're a morning person, but also be able to generate energy on demand when the need arises. Because otherwise, you will be at the mercy of this energy reserve that seems to have a mind of its own, and it seems to run out at the most crucial time. You manage your energy. Don't let it manage you. Consistent efforts in developing this art, small decisions and actions, will make a huge impact on your life. Versus, if you decided to take big leaps, 
waiting for when you have a lot of energy. Most achievements are not attained like that. You don't get to your destination by making jumps. You get there by taking small, consistent steps. You might catch a break every now and then and excel forward by jumping, but those are mostly coincidental. But you cannot rely on that method to produce your results. These small, consistent steps are boring, and there is no one there to cheer you on. You will need to create energy for that, and you will have to manage your natural high energy times. So along with managing your time, start to manage your energy. And this also happens to be the topic inside my course titled Create 20 Hours of Free Time in Your Week. That is actually going on right now. If you missed the live program, you can catch the recording by joining my Empowered Muslim Woman program where you get a lifetime access to all of my previous and future webinar recordings. I will leave the link for the webinar in the show notes. So lastly, I want to talk about fuel for the soul. What I don't mean is what we call a chocolate cupcake being fuel to our souls. <laughs> in current culture, we call an ice cream sundae to be fuel for our soul. We say, oh, it's so good, it touches my soul. <laughs> that actually is just an intense dopamine hit that you're experiencing from the processed sugary food. There is no soul being fed there. <laughs> we have just normalized equating intense pleasure with fuel for soul. Kind of tragic in my opinion, but totally avoidable if you choose. So be careful with that language. I mention this because I don't want you to confuse language of that popular culture with what actually is a fuel for our soul. And that, what I've mentioned so far, is through our remembrance of Allah, through our acts of ibadah, our prayers. There is so much that comes under this umbrella. But if you do it mindfully, you'll find your soul energized no matter what you choose to do as an act of prayer. And just open your mind to how many acts of Rabada are available to you, just to fuel your soul. It is limitless. But if you make your prayers a chore, then that's what they will become. With that, I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the wisdom to see how our souls are consistently being fueled and sustained by Him beyond our conscious awareness. Oh Allah, please make us among the people who are grateful to you for this constant sustenance. Oh Allah, make us among those who take the opportunity to replenish and refuel our souls with your constant remembrance. Make us among those who reflect on your signs and embody the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet, peace be upon him. Help us master this art of energy management so we can show up in the life of Ihsan Please keep me in your du'as, and I will talk to you guys next time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me, where I can help you define the solution to your problem, regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes, and inshallah, I will see you there.